The 2024 U.S. presidential election is, for most people, still just kind of this thing in the backs of our minds. That Bless we their hearts. That we realize is probably kicking into gear bah, sometime soon. Mm -hmm. But Donald Trump is not most people. 2024 isn't just probably his last chance to right the wrongs of 2020 when he was very unfairly robbed of a second term. Uh, but he's also facing a lot of legal troubles right now and being president again would be a great way to make all that go away. Possibly one of Lickety the only split. ways to yeah. make it all go away. He, he needs that job back. And again, bless the hearts and minds of those who aren't uh, living with the looming threat of the 2024 presidential election at the top of their mind constantly. Uh, but yeah, Trump's basically been campaigning for 2024 since the moment Joe Biden was sworn in. But he's not just campaigning against Joe Biden. Political parties in this country have primaries, and Trump is up against um, uh, everyone's favorite former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley, and then uh, everyone's favorite former Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, everyone's favorite former Montana Secretary of State, Corey Stapleton, uh, and also some rich dude named Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, well, so far, that primary seems like a lock for old Donnie. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have much trouble there. He could probably save his money and energy for later when people start paying closer attention to the actual election. But there is, of course, one name that's not on that list, but which a lot of Republicans would like on that list and seems very close to putting his name on that list. Putting being the operative word there. Uh, and it is driving Donald Trump crazy. And that is Ron DeSantis. Yeah, so Ron DeSantis has not declared any intention to run for president, but as one of the few MAGA politicians who managed to continue having electoral major success after 2020, and whose entire thing seems to just be curing Florida of the woke mind virus, a lot of Republicans think it's time to, for Trump to step aside and let a younger man have a shot. But for Trump, just the fact that people like Ron DeSantis over him means Ron DeSantis is an enemy, a disloyal enemy at that. Mm -hmm. You'd be nowhere without Donald Trump. Know your place. Very, very disloyal. So uh, Trump's been talking shit. DeSantis has mostly tried to stay above it. And gradually, DeSantis's polling has nosedived to the point where... At least right now, it seems like he probably won't try to run for president. It might be embarrassing for him. Anytime yeah. he has tried to swipe back, it is a catastrophic failure for him. Yeah. He's publicly. gassed. He doesn't have the juice. Mm -mm. But yeah, that's not enough. Ron must pay. <laughs> you don't cross Trump yeah. without, you know, getting it back. Ten times worse. So remember a few weeks back when the Daily Beast published that article that was mostly about how bad Ron DeSantis is at being a people person and how that affects his ability to campaign and engage with the general public? No, of course you don't remember any of that stuff. You just remember the few paragraphs buried at the end of the article that spawned the name Puddin' Ron. Enshrined in DeSantis lore is an episode from four years ago. During a private plane trip from Tallahassee to Washington, D.C. in March of 2019, DeSantis enjoyed a chocolate pudding dessert by eating it with three of his fingers, according to two sources familiar with the incident. Puddin' Ron. I'm not doing it again. I already got yeah. animated gift once on the internet. pretty hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, everyone disliked that. It's mm -hmm. disgusting. But imagine how much more repellent that anecdote would seem to you if you were, I don't know, someone who is not only famously a lifelong germaphobe, but also a sworn enemy of Ron DeSantis. Um, and we'd like to say that we called it, but it was inevitable. Mm -hmm. Trump was going to use that pudding story. 
We figured it would just be a new part of his stream of consciousness speeches. That's why we tried to get Putin Ron going. Yeah, add that to the routine. Yeah. Um, But Pat Dennis of the American Bridge Super PAC was much closer to the truth, writing on Twitter the day that that article was published, paid ad with a Ron DeSantis lookalike eating pudding with his fingers, but it's labeled Medicare and Social Security. Is that anything? (laughs) Didn't even workshop a joke. Just said, like, uh, here's some parts that work together. Uh, Is that anything? Well, fast forward one month, and, um, well, this just dropped. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security, even raising our retirement age. Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh, and somebody get this man a spoon. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. That might be the best political attack ad ever made. In a week already filled with fantastic conservative ads. Uh, this really tops it all. Yeah, I mean... Like, I thought conservative dad's ultra-right beer was going to be the one thing that stood out this week. But Putin Ron is just a step above, honestly. Yeah, this is, it's it's a remarkable video. Um, yeah. I wish they'd got an actor that looked more like Ron DeSantis, but the message, it really doesn't need it. Seeing all that pudding, that yeah. shit-colored pudding everywhere, it is truly uh, gag-inducing. It's nasty. And it really is true that despite Donald Trump being a terrible, terrible person, a bad human being, when he goes after someone you don't like, it's kind of magical. Yeah. You love to see it legitimately without irony you love to see i I love this ad and okay to be clear this ad is the work of the make america great again political action committee not the trump campaign meaning donald trump had nothing to do with it wink wink that's you know that's the proxy they use Uh uh-huh or at least that's how it's supposed to work. The Supreme Court's Citizen United case has done some very bad and weird things to U.S. politics, and super PACs are one of them. They can raise and spend unlimited amounts of money for campaigns, but can't give money to the campaign or coordinate with them in any way, even though several key people in this particular super PAC are very close allies of Trump. I'm sure they respect all the rules. Regardless, they nailed it. I'm sure Donald Trump is very proud, and this pushes us one step closer to Donald Trump using our term, putting Ron, in a campaign yeah. speech. Yeah, it's coming. Yes, I can feel it. Putting just, Ron, I hear he eats pudding with his fingers. Disgusting. Just like with... Uh, Disgusting. I have seen, not a week goes by anymore that I don't see some reference to rake stepping. Oh, yeah. And uh, rightfully so, we are credited on Urban Dictionary for inventing the term. Oh, are we? Yes. Yeah, it even has a link to the show. It's become more and more relevant since we coined it. Yeah. Um, My favorite reference is that Elon Musk bought the world's most expensive collection of (laughs) rakes. Yeah. But uh, speaking of presidents, um, this dropped right right as we were writing this episode, putting it together. um, And unfortunately, we can't show it to you because of like copyrights. Or we can show you the video side of it. But basically. Our president, Joe Biden. You have to go find the version with the music. Yeah. We're going to tell you what it is, but you cannot fully grasp it. So our president, Joe Biden, uh, Irish Joe, Mm -hmm. um, like many Americans, has... Uh, some Irish heritage and and incorporates that into like a huge part of his like self-identification. Mm-hmm. He is in Ireland right now. He is in the motherland. And um, I will actually he was in Northern Ireland before and they did not take kindly <laughs> to his presence because he's uh, such an avowed ally of Ireland. Mm-hmm. But 
He got to Ireland, and um, yeah, he came out. And it, it, this is like a WWE style like walkout. He comes out, the American flag, the Irish flag, and they're playing fucking shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys over this yes. while he's like. This is the most adoring crowd Joe Biden has ever seen in any country in the world. If he weren't president, he wouldn't come back home. Yeah, no. There would be no reason to leave. People love me here. Yeah, I I mean, he seems happier and more energized by this than he's ever seemed in America. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. This is how, literally how Trump gets his energy is he feeds off the crowd. And you can see it in his recent rallies, depending on how active the crowd is, is how energized he is. And that's a real thing. And Joe Biden just got another five, six years on this earth because of this one appearance. Yeah, I mean, he's like the first president. I mean, even like Kennedy, like was very careful not to seem well, too Irish because it was they, a little different that they, far well, they back. thought he was being like controlled by the Pope or some shit. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden's the first president to be like, yeah, fuck the English, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> they been love him for it. Yes. <laughs> It is very funny. It, <laughs> it, you just have to see it. And and again, we'll leave the link below. It's it's insane. It's so good. I I, I love it. I love it. And uh, it made me proud again. With all the bad shit he's been doing recently, this is like okay. okay. I don't love him, but I'm very happy for him in this moment. It, yes, you're you're saying it much better than I am. I, I, it is a funny experience that could only happen with a guy this old. <laughs> This slightly Irish yeah. and representing uh, uh, the number one nation on earth uh, to the s- number two nation on earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But moving on now to local politics up in Donald Trump's hometown of New York City. Mm. So ever since assuming office, New York City Mayor Eric Adams has been one of our favorite political figures. Uh, not because we particularly like him, but because he's the perfect weirdo for a job where inevitably most of the people who voted for you end up hating your guts not long after. He is the people of New York mayor. Yeah. Like, the type of person you would catch on that Instagram. And just a very strange man. He hates the rats, though. He hates those rats. So, yeah, (laughs) running for mayor of New York, L.A., or Chicago is a fool's errand. It attracts the exact kind of weirdo who would sign up for that shit. I'm saying let's go Brandon, though. We got to see how that goes. Well, yeah, I'm excited for Chicago's future. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Eric, at least Eric Adams is amusing. Uh, Eric Garcetti, our old mayor, just hid away in his fucking house for two years. Yeah. And, uh, like... Did he ever end up getting that job as, like, the consulate to India or something? I don't think he did. What a failure. What an actual fail son. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. His dad was Gilgar City. Mm-hmm. And our current mayor, I mean, she's already getting booed at Dodger games and shit. So that's, I mean, that's how it goes. But she's also pretty boring. Eric Adams. At least at, she's boring. Yeah, he, she's boring. Eric Adams, like, once a week says some shit that's just like, wait, what <laughs> the fuck did you say? <laughs> anyway, one of the ways that he is amusing is his absolute hatred of rats. Uh, here's a lovely supercut from a few months ago of some of the times that Eric Adams has talked about rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. Let me tell you how scared I am of rats. The rats may be listening. I'm terrified of rats. All of you are scared of rats too. Rats are everywhere. Trust me, you got rats. We were creating an environment where rats felt comfortable. See one scurrying down the block. We want to get rid of rats. We're going to kill rats. Kill some rats. Killing rats. Called me a murderer because I was killing rats. Kill rats. And you see a rat and say, okay, you guys failed. The guy blackmailed me. He said, I know you're scared of rats. Rats do not run the city. Rats don't run our city. You can be the rats off. Fighting crime, fighting inequality, and fighting rats. Fighting rats. If you're not scared of rats, you are, you are really, you're my hero. But Eric Adams doesn't just hate rats. He wants to do something about New York City's rat problem, which is a very 
tough, insurmountable task. It, the, the Australians tried something like this with the emus, and it didn't go so well. <laughs> uh, back in December, his administration posted a job listing to hire an official New York City rat czar. Uh, the job listing asked, Do you have what it takes to do the impossible? A virulent vehemence for vermin? A background in urban planning, project management, or government? And most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy, New York City's relentless rat population. The listing also described the ideal candidate as someone highly motivated and somewhat bloodthirsty, and listed wholesale slaughter as something they must be willing to take part in. Uh, well, the job has been filled. Here's ABC News. New York City now has a rat czar. Kathleen Karate has been named the city's director of rodent mitigation. Girl boss. You'll be seeing a lot of me and a lot less rats, Karate said Wednesday after she was introduced by Mayor Eric Adams. He hates rats. I hate rats. Every New Yorker hates rats, Karate said. Rats are tough, but New Yorkers are tougher. Destiny was calling. You see, I have a long history with rats, she said. Was she in the mafia? I don't know. She's just a New Yorker with an Italian last name, so. She, I, I, did she read the job listing and think it was all a wink and a nod for taking on informants? Yeah. I got a big problem with rats. We used to do things to rats in this city. Yeah. The worst thing you could be was a rat in New York. Yep. Uh, so anyway, best of luck to New York City's new rat czar, who will be earning $155,000 a year to take on this monumental task, which sounds like a lot, but in New York... Almost certainly going to be living somewhere where there's probably rats in the world. Yes, yeah, so you're going to want to take care of that problem. Yeah, they, exactly. You don't want to pay the rat czar too much, or else they'll end up living somewhere where they can avoid the rat problem. You want to ideally pay them nothing. Yeah. They have to live amongst the rats. There you go. But, I mean, you In do some a, kind of subway tunnel where yes, all the rats live. Yes. Yes. And maybe some turtles. And maybe <laughs> some ooze. New movie coming out this <laughs> August. Uh, anyways, in other local government news, up in Tacoma, Washington, local health authorities have been dealing with a very unusual and annoying case. Tuberculosis is one of those diseases like cholera or polio where most of us only know about it in the context of movies set during the olden times before the advent of modern medicine. It, it's one of many diseases that was so successfully eradicated thanks to vaccination efforts in this country that it's no longer a serious concern. It is still out there in isolated cases, and you can still get it, but even if you do, treatment is pretty simple and mostly just involves taking medication for a while and sitting out in that beautiful sun. Yeah. But this is modern America. Anti-vaxxers are everywhere, so we regularly see recurrences of diseases we sh should have been done with a long time ago. And Tacoma is dealing with someone who not only has tuberculosis, but is also refusing treatment and just sort of living their life. Oh, which, how bad could it be? Which is a big problem because without treatment, full-blown tuberculosis is contagious. Oh, uh, most people who know they're infected with a potentially deadly disease that's also very easy to cure uh, do whatever it takes to no longer be infected. And in this case, it doesn't take a whole lot. Uh, but not this person. And here in the land of the free, you can't just force them to. That would be fascism. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can force them to, but it takes a whole lot of work from the courts. And they're not really used to having to do that because, again, most sick people don't want to be sick. So mm -hmm. it's, it's quite an odd situation they've got going up there. Uh, here's the Tacoma News Tribune. A trip to the casino that included use of public transportation is just one detail in the latest court filings involving a local tuberculosis patient defying court orders for treatment and isolation. Officials with the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department have maintained in court filings and in public statements that the woman should comply with court-ordered isolation and treatment for tuberculosis. On March 2nd, the woman was found in contempt of orders in Pierce County Superior Court, and a warrant was issued for her arrest and involuntary detention at the Pierce County Jail, 
or other qualifying facility for treatment and isolation. Despite the court action, the woman has reportedly continued to travel from her residence and avoid apprehension, according to new court filings in the case. The woman, listed in court documents as VN, has so far not cooperated with her court-appointed monitor or officers with the Pierce County Sheriff's Department assigned to the case, according to the filings. So yeah, this VN lady is basically a tuberculosis fugitive. Mm. Uh, they have surveilled her. They've seen her do stuff, like ride a fucking city bus to a local casino where she's breathing on everything. Uh, but Probably they... the worst place you could go with a... Uh... Passable disease. The public transportation and a casino. Yeah. Guaranteed to spread it. But yeah, they apparently haven't been able to catch her in a situation where it would be safe to execute a warrant. Uh, she also hasn't been home in a while. They straight up don't know where she is. Uh, the woman's family members, who were at one point cooperative, now just aren't answering anyone's calls. And worst of all, because this is a health issue, they legally can't reveal this woman's identity to the public so that maybe people could like avoid being around her. It's a wild case that's been going on for months, and at this point, it doesn't seem like anything short of a hazmat SWAT raid is going to stop this woman from spreading a disease from the fucking Victorian era all over Tacoma. And therefore, the rest of the world. Yeah, we got, it's, it's this century's Typhoid Mary, except at least Typhoid Mary had the excuse of being an asymptomatic carrier. Mm. She didn't know. Uh, I would stake out the casino, because if she's already going there, she's probably going to be back. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know why they can't, like, like not, I don't like that the cops bust people's doors down over nothing, but this seems like more than nothing. This is and, like a uh, potential public health crisis. Yeah, it sounds like they're just sort of waiting. If we see her, we'll try to do something. <laughs> Woman's carrying tuberculosis around. Full-blown tuberculosis. Yikes. But in other medical news, folks, it's happening again. Well, what's happening again, you ask? Well... Here's Corpus Christi, Texas's Chris Six News. For nearly a month, teenager Zachary Bailey posed as a medical professional and gained access to two Corpus Christi oh, hospitals. No. An investigation by the Corpus Christi Police Department revealed that is just one thing Bailey faked. Six investigates obtained witness statements and documents gathered by CCPD during its investigation of Bailey. Those documents reveal what police say was bank fraud to purchase a $52,000 BMW in March 2022. Bailey drove that car from Missouri to Corpus Christi two days after the purchase to visit his 15-year-old girlfriend. And yeah, so we we, we got a, another teen doctor mm -hmm. who also, like Malachi Love Robinson, also uh, bought a car, or at least tried to buy a car under false pretenses. This kid pulled it off, so... He probably studied Malachi Love Robinson to, like, learn from his mistakes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we kind of need to just read a whole bunch of this article verbatim because this story is insane and also eerily uh, familiar if you've been watching this show long enough. According to CCPD and court documents, Bailey purchased $41 worth of scrubs from Scrubs R Us. Hmm. After having these scrubs in hand, his next stop was a Corpus Christi hospital. It was at Corpus Christi Medical Center's Bay Area Hospital that Bailey dressed in scrubs, asked for a badge. Documents and witness interviews state he claimed to be a traveling physician assistant. That request came when the hospital's primary human resources staff were not in the office. The volunteer coordinator was manning the office and the desk that makes the badges. During an interview with CCPD, this volunteer coordinator said she had reservations about making a badge for Bailey, but was told to make badges for staff as requested. They usually beat it into our heads that we needed to be all about customer service. So I was like, okay, if you send me a picture, then I can get your badge started for you, said CCNC's former volunteer coordinator. Former, yes, that's correct. 
Uh, it continues, with badge in hand and disguised as a medical professional, Bailey was able to access two Corpus Christi Medical Center hospitals in Corpus Christi, including Bay Area and Doctors Regional. Investigators also discovered he tried to obtain a badge from Driscoll Children's Hospital, but was denied. Thank goodness. CCPD spoke with an HR recruiter assistant at Driscoll who said Bailey called and then showed up to the office seeking a badge claiming to be a traveling physician assistant. That HR recruiter said Driscoll has no such position and that he did not appear on any list for employment. She said that once he was notified, he stepped out of the room. Bailey said he called his recruiter and then claimed <laughs> to be at the wrong hospital. Oh, my, oh, my bad. Yeah. Armed with a badge to CCMC, badge swipes show he accessed the emergency room, intensive care units, operating rooms, catheterization laboratories, and nursing units at Bay Area and Doctors Regional. So he was in the room with babies, um, people getting ready to be operated on, people getting ready to have a tube stuck up their dick hole. Give me my uh, calf. Yeah, which again, I mean, Malachi Love Robinson, I, he got into some stuff. He wandered around that hospital for a while, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think he got up to this much. Yeah. Anyway, the, also, the article also notes that this kid managed to get his own apartment, based entirely off just wearing his scrubs and badge and saying that he made $28,000 a month as a doctor. No background check. Well, he's wearing the scrubs. Why would a rich person lie? And he's got the badge, so I'm sure he's good for it. Uh, he kept up this whole fake doctor act for an entire month until he decided to hang around and actually talk to the real doctors and nurses who immediately could tell something was up this guy because he's a fucking teenager. Mm -hmm. um, he also, he told them that he went to a college that one of the real doctors realized was an all-girls university. That's how good mm. he was. He was That's very weird. smart. Yeah. So he must have realized that they were on to him because once cops actually came looking, he had already moved out of his apartment without paying a single cent. Uh, devious they, lick. Yeah, very devious. Uh, they eventually found him at a gun shop in possession of a homemade ghost gun, which are only legal for owners over 21. And here's where shit gets even crazier. Back to the article. Police say Bailey was driving an old Crown Victoria police interceptor with a spotlight and radio similar to what law enforcement uses. After searching the hotel he was now staying at, investigators found a bulletproof vest, a gun belt, ammunition, more stolen scrubs, and a t-shirt with the word sheriff written on it. <laughs> investigators notes say that because of all this, they believe Bailey was preparing to impersonate a peace officer since his PA impersonation was revealed. Bailey was arrested in June, and after being released on bond, he was arrested again just a month later after 192 violations of a GPS tracking system. He did the speed run. Yeah. So, oh, the fake doctor thing's not really working out. Oh, time to time to step things up. Fake cop. Can't arrest you if you're a cop. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, 192 GPS violations. Like, I mean, I've never... I've never been arrested. I've never had an ankle monitor around my leg. I always assumed, like, the second you leave the geofence area, probably like, uh, I, I feel like they're like, oh, shit, he's on the run. Mm -hmm. Get him. But uh, so sounds like that's not the case. Sounds like they just sort of let you do it hundreds of times. I love like, the totally, oh, like, small Texas side note of uh, he, had, he had his own ghost gun, which is fine, which is fine. But not if you're under 21. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, after all that, uh, thanks to being a minor, he got off pretty lightly with a deferred sentence, which is basically just probation plus some terms like community service. And if he completes all of that and doesn't break the law anymore, then uh, the felonies will be removed from his record after six years. So is he now on the straight and narrow now that uh, he's been caught doing this? Of course he fucking isn't. Back to the article one last time. Six investigates discovered Bailey was living in Oklahoma City in violation of his terms of community supervision. 
Social media videos show a new apartment, flashing cash, and a new ring, and in at least one video, he is still donning scrubs. <laughs> Six investigates contacted the community supervision department who thought Bailey was in Corpus Christi. So literally the news. No, he's right here. Hey, wait a second. Literally someone in the news was like, hey, I should like, what, let me just Google that. Oh yeah, here's his Instagram. Oh yeah, he's not in Corpus Christi. Hey, uh, people whose job it is to like actually make sure he doesn't leave the city. Um, he fully just like lives in another state now. Oh, what? Really? Well, he's not a danger to anyone. He's trying to pretend to be a cop and a doctor. And what? a doctor again. But, uh, yeah, fucking wild story. Yeah. Um, Malachi Love Robinson walked so this Bailey could could Run very fly fast. like a bird. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Whew. Well, we do have the headlines part of this show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime this spring by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout lines and get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. Spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos mm. or falafel power bowls, ready in 15 minutes or less. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. With so much variety, there are options for everyone and every lifestyle. And HelloFresh owns Green Chef, who also sponsors this show. So with so many options to choose from, there's something for everyone. We especially love HelloFresh's one-pot and one-pan recipes that cut down on having to do a bunch of dishwashing after dinner. And on this week's menu, they've got the one-pan pineapple salsa tacos with pork, beef, or turkey, and the one-pot black bean soup with beef or turkey. Go to HelloFresh.com WeeklyWeird50 and use code WeeklyWeird50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that is 50% off plus free shipping on your first box by going to HelloFresh.com WeeklyWeird50 and using code WeeklyWeird50. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And this episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. I recently uh, uh, had to get some Embarrassing because I do keep bringing this up, but I got some glasses for night driving because I'm so sick of the headlights. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to get almost $20 off a pair of like nice look. They look like prescription lenses, yeah. like a, a certain company that we've advertised here before. But uh, they're great. And I saved uh, quite a bit of money on them, too. So, well, there you go. Uh, and, uh, you know, now I've solved my road rage problem, yeah. which is, uh, you know, Good. priceless. Yeah, that'll that'll go a long way. Yeah. Honey doesn't just work on desktop either. It works on your iPhone too. That's how I used it. Just activate on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We wouldn't recommend something we don't use, so get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. And now for the headlines half of the show where we just read the titles of a bunch of articles from around the world that it's are a never insane. Ending, a never-ending supply of crazy headlines because... They, they just get crazier with every passing week. People always up to something. Yeah. Starting with, 
alcoholic dog who got addicted to drinks left out by owner, now sober. The dog was actually like, this beer is too woke for me. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I love a good beer just like any other alcoholic dog. But after what Bud Light did mm-hmm. with, uh, with that Dylan Mulvaney, no. I'm pour- the dog went and poured out all the beers. Spuds McKenzie ripped that shirt off and said, no more. I believe Spuds McKenzie was the spokes dog for Bud Light. Yeah, the original one. And he was surrounded by hot chicks. That's, yeah. what, that's what they took from everyone, and that's why they're so upset. Yeah. Uh, bring back Spuds. But yeah, this dog uh, is very sad. They, I mean, I guess there was two dogs. One of them, they both had like severe alcohol withdrawal. Which Did they can, get the shakes afterwards? Yeah, no, they had like literally the, Horrific. the uh, delirium tremens. Uh, one of the dogs died from it. Did the owner go to jail? Uh, the owner died. That's what happened. Uh, oh, thank was, God. It was some old man and that's how they that's how they ended up with these dogs. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with these dogs? And they're like, my prognosis uh, looks like these dogs are having severe alcohol withdrawals. So they <laughs> so they had to do like actual like medical intervention. Well, I hope the owner had a slow, painful death. Yeah, it's not cool. But no. um, yeah, the dog is sober now. I think they give him the, the coin. Uh, yes, he gets he, the, uh, yeah. He's going to meetings. Mm-hmm. Alcoholics If this points. dog who was drinking since it was just a child can get off alcohol, so can all of you. Exactly. This, this dog is an inspiration. If this dog could come up here and share his story with the class, I'm sure it'd be wonderful. But unfortunately, he is a dog. But he's also sober. If he can do it, why can't you? I feel like there's like a, I forget what show it is, but there is a plot where Spuds McKenzie gets clean in some cartoon. He's just not as fun anymore. Oh. It might have been Family Guy. I think seems, it was way with like Brian. Seems like something Brian yeah, would yeah, get yeah, up yeah. to, yeah. Uh, next up, Pablo Escobar, cocaine hippo, dies in Colombia after being hit by a car. And yeah. there's, like, footage, and it's, you don't want to watch it. It's sad. How, like, I I have not seen the footage. So, yeah, uh, Colombia is full of hippos that Pablo Escobar imported into the country, like, 30 years ago. I they, thought they were... They don't know what to do with them. Didn't they just have, like, an announced plan to, like send them every, back or something every year they, they like try to come up with a plan they can't send them back because they it would be potentially hazardous to the african uh Don't ecosystem co- hooked on coke uh but yeah they're like ruining colombia and their hippos so they're very difficult to and extremely dangerous yeah um i think the last i heard they were talking about sterilizing them but again it's like you got to tranquilize a hippo like a fucking like two thousand pound animal which is like so when I the craziest thing about this headline is like I would assume hitting a hippo with your car would damage your car. Well, more I'm than sure the else. car was damaged as well, but yeah, it was probably a shock to the hippo. Cause like a hippo, like that's just a tank. That's an animal tank. Yeah, that's a mouth with a body attached. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like that. I'd like to see the car. It's probably a, a real messed up. Mm-hmm. And also, it's like, if you hit a hippo with your car, you better hope you killed it. That's Cause, right. <laughs> yeah. Because that hippo's going to be very mad. The hippo and, died. Uh, the, the hippo got hit by a car, but there's also a bullet hole in its head. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I was, this, is a, this is a nightmare scenario. Yeah. In fact, it's like, uh, look, I don't live out in the country anymore, but I, I believe you're supposed to speed up if you see a deer. Why? Because that way you uh, put it out of its misery and you also don't risk... Well, yeah, yeah. If Yourself, you, if, yeah, it's very easy to get in a car accident trying to avoid a deer. The same might be true for the hippo. Like, if you're, you have to hit maximum velocity, make sure it's dead, or else you're going to be the only one that dies. Yeah. Yeah. You never hear about people hitting deer in LA, but like Griffith, they're around. Yeah. Griffith Park is full of them. I well, see the them there all the time. Is, the traffic, you can't get fast enough to do any damage. Yeah, you got a good point. And these deer, these deer here, they're smart. 
out in the backwoods, they see a headlights. They're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they know. Here how, they see it all the time. They know how good they have it. Yeah. These they, deers are, they're loyal. Unlike that Ron DeSantis, very disloyal. Hasn't even called Fort Lauderdale. I, yeah, that's another thing. He's By a, the time this he's airs, a bad maybe governor. he did, but like, yeah. He's a bad governor. The he, mayor is calling him out publicly. Like, hey, yeah. you know, a phone call from the governor there's of the a, state. There's a natural disaster happening in, in Fort Lauderdale. The and, airport is underwater. Yeah, like it's bad. And Ron DeSantis is just like, we're... He's in Ohio. <laughs> we're banning Teletubbies. Like, just doing shit like that. Yeah, and like, and going across the country and doing like speaking tours for other, On his book. other his fucking book. psychos. Yeah, yeah. no, he, uh, he did the abortion ban, the six-week abortion ban. Right, And yeah. where you also have to, if you do want, if you need an abortion for medical reasons or in the case of rape, you have to uh, present documents to that prove it. It's insane. He's a very bad man. Uh, priorities way out of whack. But speaking of which, I got a couple of political headlines that are going to make your blood fucking boil. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with, a Missouri lawmaker defended child marriage, saying kids he knows who got married at age 12 are still married. <sighs> a little uh, tell on yourself with this one, but... Uh, like, how old are strange. they now? Like, 13? Like, also... I mean, that's... If this is true, if, if he's telling the truth here, which I have my doubts about, but that's good. Good for them. I'm glad it worked out. The uh, only way that this can make sense, and it still is horrific, but the only way that I can think this makes sense is if these people are like 80 years old or 90 years old, where it's like, yeah, yeah they, both, they both worked in the coal mines together uh, when they were 13. Right. You know. Right. Um, just, a, just a crazy defensive. I mean, I guess if you're going to defend child marriage, you might as, go, might as well go all the way with it. Like, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, yeah. practicing what he preaches. Plenty of people get married at age 12, and they're doing great, so... Yeah. Who's the weird one here? Who doesn't want to be a great-grandfather at age 45? Ugh. Lauren, Lauren Boebert, grand- grandmother at 35? Yeah. Damn. Gilf. <laughs> no, ew. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Grandmother, I'd like to fight. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> anyway. Oh, she should go back to just running that restaurant. Yeah, the, politics the, alone. The, the diarrhea grill or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's called. The Giardia grill. Yes, that's that's what it is. Uh-huh. The uh, the dysentery uh, diner. Dine, diner. <laughs> District that named school after black author rules parts of his memoir not appropriate. Yes, the school is named after, I can't remember his name, but he's a prominent like black author from the early 20th century. Like grandson of, or might, might even be the son of a slave. Uh, they named the school after him because he was a you know notable uh, figure. That's what schools are named for. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, his memoir about like the struggles he overcame to be successful as a black man in like Jim Crow South, uh, the school that's named after him uh, is not going to let kids actually read it because well they might hear about like racism, and the best way to stop racism is to just pretend. It doesn't exist and never existed. That's that's the approach that a good chunk of this country has taken. It's cool, insane. You know, I know it's a little late now, but we should have been telling all these conservatives that the vaccine was actually for the vaccine against the woke mind virus. Yeah. Real deadly disease. Yeah. That would have signed right up. That would have been a good idea. Too late now, though. Yeah. Oh, well. Mormon Church doesn't have to report confessed child sex abuse as Arizona Supreme Court rules. Uh, yeah, so if you go to your Mormon priest or whatever and say, I'm a fucking 
kid, I'm, I'm a kid diddler. Uh, that priest can just be like, all right, well, um, go. A couple of Hail Marys. And yeah, whatever they do in the Mormon church. Yeah. Um, your go spread. read your stones. Yeah, do, do, yeah, do that, and uh, we're good. And he's not legally required to uh, go to the law, which is fucking insane. Like, I grew up in the Catholic church, and, like, they were... When, you know, you do, like, your first confession or whatever around, like, third grade or whatever, you learn about the, the sacrament or whatever, and they're, like, they're very clear. They're, like, yeah, I mean, like, if you tell a priest, if you go to confession and say you committed a crime, like, they do have to tell yeah. the the cops. Like, they are, and, and it's, like, they treat it the same way as with, like, teachers, where I think it's, like, mandatory uh, reporting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's what happened with those teachers at the Kanye school, where, like, they literally have to report this shit to the law. Yeah. Uh, if they see it as a teacher, like if you don't report it, you get in trouble. But if you're a Mormon priest in, if you're if, yeah in Arizona, like you're good. Uh, you settle that in your own community. Baffling. Florida legislator apologizes after calling transgender people mutants and demons. Didn't he reference like the X Men or something? Yes, yeah, so he's like, I feel like I'm living in an X Men movie, and it's like, who do, who are the good guys in the X Men movies? The mutants or the politicians who are like, we need to do something about the X Men? Yeah, like that's literally in. It's a prominent plot point throughout the X Men lore is like politicians being like, this X Men shit. It's it's an aberration. We need to get rid of it. And he's like. These, these trans people, they're like the X-Men. We need to put a stop to this them. This is just like Bill Oswald's 1987. Yeah, this is just like uh, Jeff Corwin's uh, 1980... You pick a number. Yeah. 82-year-old Japanese man arrested for driving without license said he had one 60 years ago. <laughs> I don't need a license. I had one of those 60 years ago. Yeah, I feel like we get one of these like once a year. Where it's like, I mean, I had one. I passed the test. I'm sure it's in your... Like, go on your computer. Yeah. It's on there somewhere. I mean, I had one when I was young. Uh, I didn't know I had to renew that. Look, I'm old. I misplaced things. Yeah. Like my license. So, yeah, he's like... <laughs> he's like, I had it when I was 20. And they're like, how old are you now? 82? He's like, okay, so you, you've been without a license for over 60 years? I mean, I guess so, when you put it like that. Hey, must have done a pretty good job driving if this yeah. is the first time you've had an issue with it. I think that entitles me to a fresh license. My driving record speaks for itself. And he, I mean, that's... That's a fair point. Yeah. Look, any 82-year-old who doesn't park on top of tents in a farmer's market is doing a great job. Yeah. I wonder what he got pulled over for, though. Hmm. I don't know. You're like, all right, it's fine that you did it up until now, but now you can't drive. Yeah. We're taking a let. Oh, wait, but you didn't have one. So, um, I don't know. Just don't. Probably driving too slow. Yeah. Too many old people driving too slow, which is also dangerous. It is. Yeah. Trendy raw water source under bird's nest sparks diarrhea outbreak. I didn't know about this. The, the One of these trends, the raw water trends. It's like, oh, the, the, there's fluoride in the taps. You know, you can't trust the water. That raw water. You got to go out into nature and find a natural water source. And it's got all the stuff that the government doesn't want you to have. And so people are like going out. And it's like, listen, there are probably a lot of things wrong with tap water in this country, especially in certain places. But like. Fucking water out in nature is almost almost certainly going to be so much fucking There's worse. There's definitely steps you have to take to get actual great you drinking gotta water. You got to go way, yeah, way, way be, out there. It is, it is 
Im- impractical mm-hmm. for anyone to go get raw water living anywhere near a city. It's going to take you hours to get to a source that isn't completely tainted already. And then you've got to trace it all. It ha- First of all, it has to be fucking moving or else that's disgusting. Uh, yeah. You don't want to take stagnant water at all. Second of all, like you have to go trail it up a bit because... Anything yeah, could, there be could be literally anything contaminating that. it. So yeah, this like whole town of also then just boil it. Right. Well, if you boil it, you lose all the you know the nutrients. Or yeah, whatever. that's the minerals. Gov- the government wants you to boil water. But yeah, they uh, this this whole like local community of raw water enjoyers all got just like horrific hospital diarrhea uh, because uh, it turned out the raw water source they're doing was like there was just birds shitting in it constantly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had some raw water when I was on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, I mean, and that water's probably okay. It's out in the middle of literally yeah. nowhere. Uh, and even if it's not, like, they now they have that life straw now, which, well, I like... I didn't have that back in. We had a we had a PVC pipe, so you'd jam it in, yeah. and then the water would come through the PVC pipe, so you could drip it under oh. and have it drip in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, there were, like, yeah, I think packets or something you can use. I don't yeah. know. I was that young idiot kid who was just like, water. So, But, but it, I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, in the prob- middle of fucking nowhere. I can't remember. Uh, Although, so. well, Appalachia is full of like post well, post industrial fucking uh, squalor. There might be some bad stuff. Yeah, uh, this water tastes like moonshine. <laughs> uh, no, it was you know I didn't die, so yeah, probably got stronger for it actually. But you drank it because yeah, it was the only option available to you. These people live in modern civilized society where water is literally just a turn of the faucet away, and they go out. We did have seek this raw they have wild places water. you can stop and get it, but uh, you know, and fill up your canteens or whatever. But we did it because it was like we wanted to be more yeah. in nature or whatever. It's a good thing you didn't get the shits. That'd be not fun. Maybe there. I did, and I don't remember. I, it could have happened, honestly. Mm. But I buried it. Yeah, the shit you got to bury it. Yeah, about a hundred thousand dollars in dimes stolen from Philadelphia truck in bizarre coin heist. <laughs> I like to think they they, saw, City over they here. saw the armored truck and they're like, yes, jackpot. And they open it up. They're like, what the fuck is this? God damn it. Well, I've, I've already committed the crime. So let's just. The heaviest heist ever. But like how much? $100,000 in dimes. Like what? What size is that? It's got to be like a pallet full. Yeah. And this person had to have like just grabbed bag after bag and like. It, they, it's strange. It's enough to fit in like a car or a truck bed. So did they ever solve that armored car heist here? I don't know. I forgot about that. That yeah. shit was wild. Yeah. It, a lot of very suspicious things going yeah, on. Yeah, I forgot. That was a while ago. Have to look at, you Let us know yeah. in the comments. You guys look into it. Crowdsource this investigation. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, that's a lot of dimes, but also very hard to trace. Is it all right if I pay in dimes? What? I got a lot of dimes. Okay, so yeah, technically hard <laughs> to trace, but anyone that shows up with more yeah. than a dollar worth you, of dimes How do you days, spend $100,000 in dimes? Yeah, it's You uh, show up very, at the bank with just like, yeah, it's... Uh, you're gonna set off, uh, gonna set off alarm bells anywhere you go. The, especially now, post COVID, there's just look. We're not Europe. We didn't we didn't really have a lot of coinage back then either before yeah. co- uh, COVID. But especially after COVID, there's not a lot of actual physical money changing hands. And like even just spending it for purchases, like something that's five dollars, that's fifty dimes. Like oh, one, two, three. Yeah, well, even four. if you're showing up with rolled dimes, it's just like. Okay, there's a guy that comes in here all the time and buys things with dimes. I think I know yeah. who robbed the armored truck. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so I, I this person probably uh, we'll see, we'll see. If you see someone spending a lot of dimes, you you know who to call. Drop a dime either a, on them. Either a kook or a criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Festival goers plan to use more drugs to save costs on food and drinks. Yeah, it works. Yeah, this was... That's, you have to remember to stay hydrated on they, certain drugs. This was so. polling done in, uh, I believe, the Netherlands, which loves their... They love their festivals. Festival season's coming. They've had a long, wet winter, and it's time mm-hmm. to go outside and smell the tulips. And, uh, yeah, they're like, uh, the ticket price has gone up. Food's gone up. We're not making any more money. So, uh, yeah, we're probably going to just uh, just pop a couple ecstasy and drink free water all day and then you don't Great have, idea. And then you're not hungry because of the amphetamines in your body. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you don't need to drink alcohol because you're already fucked up. And it's more dangerous if you do that anyway. So yeah. good for you for uh, steering clear of it. Yeah. And you're already fucked up. It's not going to really enhance it, I don't think. So uh, enjoy everyone who does it responsibly <laughs> and tests it before right. they yes. do anything. You can do that. Especially here where it is, you know, mixed with stuff. We're not telling you what to do or not do, but it's just test fent- your stuff. There's fentanyl and everything now. Yeah. Just remember that. I did love, like, because Coachella's this weekend, uh, like, the standard every year post on uh, on Reddit where it's like, hey, festival lawyer here, uh, just trying to set everyone up here. Um, <laughs> please, here's some basic tips. Do not stash things immediately before or, or take them out immediately after security. Yeah. 90% of the people who are arrested that I have to deal with as a, as a lawyer in the area were caught right before security or right after. Well, that's got to be such an interesting job as like a, a local lawyer in the Coachella Valley where like most of the year, pretty chill. And yeah. then for three weeks, every April, uh, every April it's just... Business the is phone, booming. The phone will not stop ringing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not before the entrance, not after. And, not, and I'm not telling you where to do it because we don't want to get this video struck. But no, uh, there just, are private places. I'll just say the Lord gave... Every one of us men, a sack <laughs> that's filled with our balls yeah, and can be filled with other things. Yes. As adults. As, yeah. Yeah. Responsibly. Mm-hmm. Legally. Yeah. No Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm basically straight edge these days, so I got nothing to worry about. Right. I walk in and I'm like, yeah, search me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the one trying, like, I'll go to festivals and I'll act like I'm shoving stuff in so that everyone just keeps going by me. <laughs> And it's a big prank. And then they have to, yeah, I do, I do it so they have to, like, open up my fucking butt cheeks. And yeah. then I'm like, ha Surprise, I nothing, like it. Nothing there either. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Take that, copper. Anyways, that's it for the episode. Uh, if you haven't already, some gamer leaked a bunch of military documents on Discord for clout. So yeah. uh, we have a whole episode and about conservatives that. conservatives have their own beer now. And it's uh, not woke. So no, it's look out, Bud Light. Not woke. And um, it's definitely real. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Uh, anyways, check out that episode as well as our Tech News Day episode, which is all about AI and Elon Musk. And we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.